This is Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark. And today's guest makes me look under the bed before I go to sleep. Welcome Belinda Cordich of Crippled Black Phoenix and the new project, Johnny the Boy. Belinda didn't come from a musical family or start playing music at a crazy young age. But without any real experience, she joined her first band in her early 20s and just ripped into doing necro vocals. She admits to doing them completely wrong, but it worked for her and hasn't damaged anything. So after leaving her first band, STAB, with two Bs, which actually is a very unusual acronym, she started a solo project called Killing Mood. It was a complete 180 in sound. But when it found its way into the hands of Justin Graves of Cripple Black Phoenix, it was exactly what he was looking for. Justin also joins us in this conversation, and I'm so glad he did. It's really fun to get multiple perspectives on their work together. And that includes their new project, Johnny the Boy. They revealed the origins of not just the band, but how the name was decided. We go pretty deep into Belinda's entire career, but we also peer into the future. Belinda and Justin give us all a sneak peek into some projects they've been working on for the 20th anniversary of Cripple Black Phoenix, including some unusual covers. And good news, there are plans for live shows from both CBP and Johnny the Boy. So follow them at CBP underscore 444 and at Johnny the Boy for updated info. Buy the albums on Bandcamp or through Season of Mist Records. Follow us at Performance ANX on socials. Send us coffee at ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety or send yourself merch at performanceanx.threadless.com. And keep an eye out for projects combining everyone in this episode. Now get yourself ready for a scream with Belinda Cordich of Johnny the Boy and Crippled Black Phoenix on Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network. What's it called now again? Performance Anxiety. Performance Anxiety, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's just like... I know. Okay, we'll try this. Shall I go whenever? Hi, this is Belinda from Cripple Black Phoenix and Johnny the Boy, and you are listening to the super cool podcast, Performance Anxiety. Toodles. <laughs> oh, I didn't say cordage, did I? Should I say cordage or what? Or should you say yeah. what? Okay. Belinda okay. Cordage, yeah. Okay. Hi, this is Belinda Cordich from Johnny the Boy and Crippled Black Phoenix, and you are listening to Super Cool Podcast Performance Anxiety. <laughs> Your hair is okay. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. I see what you did. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, all good. Awesome. So thank you guys for doing this. This is going to be awesome. And uh, Jesse can speak firsthand from, of this because uh, it was been like yeah. two years ago we did one. Was it that, no, that long ago, was it really? It's It's been a while. Um, man, I don't yeah. remember the date. I'd have to look it up, but yeah. it's not that important. We we did one a while back. No, it was a while back, yes, yeah. and it was great. I love doing that. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you so much. And <laughs> is at that time that he's like – we should get Belinda on. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. I'm so glad we finally were able to make it work. Yeah. It <laughs> took, took a minute, but oh yeah. Yeah. She's here. Hey, yeah. it's good. Thank so, you. Yeah, the wait. I'm just sort of hanging about. So it's, um, yeah, you need to have a good old chin, chin, wag. <laughs> <laughs> chin? Wag. Oh, chin, wag. 
So this is going to be more of a Belinda-centric episode, but Justin, feel free to chime in whenever you like, because especially once we get into uh, uh, how you guys met and the all the bands you guys have done together. So you know, yeah, yeah, all good. Feel free. All right, (laughs) all right. So the first thing that I wanted to uh, really ask you about, and this I like this to be more conversational than an interview where I'm peppering you with questions. So, but I do have a question because in every bio that I've seen about you, it says you're a Swede from Australia. Yes. True. How did, how does that work? Can you explain that to me? Well, I'm really a Croatian by blood born in Australia, but moved to Sweden when, when I was six. Oh, wow. Okay. So that makes more sense. That makes a little yeah. more sense because I did hear an interview and, and you're talking about being from Australia. And then I saw this bio saying you're, you're sweet, you're, you're Swedish, but you're from Australia. So I was getting yeah. all kinds of confused. So, yeah, well, I, I feel, I feel Swedish, you know, I'm Swede. All right. That's clear. Kind of clears it up for me. I think and enough, yeah, yeah. enough for me to be happy. So, yeah, good. so, <laughs> so did you grow up with a lot of music around and what really affected you musically? What really got you into music and, and, and I think, singing? Well, I was really late in singing. Well, mom had all these vinyls, of course, but yeah, you know, single mom, lots of, she was really cool. It was a hippie once upon a time, but it was, you know, it was Fleetwood Mac, Led Zeppelin and, and all that kind of thing. And then, yeah, it just started down and mixed tapes at school and here and there. And it just, you know, like most other kids, I took off from there. But I didn't play in a band until I was 23. Oh, wow. That was a, I didn't start. I didn't pick up an instrument until then either. So that's when I played in Stab, a grunge band with similar kind of vocals I do on Johnny the Boy. But more, maybe more Marge Simpson column. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and that was my first way of singing. So that's that's how it started. So that's got some of the, the extreme vocals, the necro type of vocals to it. But I mean, it's also got some cleaner vocals. What? Oh yeah. What got you into the the necro style of vocals? What were you listening to? What was there a band that really made it click? No, no. It's I've never when it's about vocals influences. I'm sorry if I got this. <laughs> when it's about music, music and vocals, I'm never influenced by music or vocals. Okay. Weird. It's maybe funny. I just do. I just. I just open my mouth and do. Do remember it was like it, um, it was grunge and it was really loud. And I think it was. It's just what came natural. I just because I hadn't sung before, so that's what came and. I think also because it was really loud. So, I mean, in Stab, I did actually sing with normal voice a little bit in between two, but that was my comfort, that one. So that's just what came out. And and also, it doesn't ruin my voice, funnily enough. I don't get hoarse. I don't get anything. Thank fuck. I was, yeah, I was going to ask you about that because that, to me... If I try it, I, you know, I'm, I'll try it in the car driving when I'm listening to, and nope, that, that's not going to, I just start coughing and hacking. I almost yeah. ride, drive off the road and it's, it's, just, it's, <laughs> it's a horror show. I yeah. didn't, how the, first of all, how, how did you discover you could do that? And then what are you doing that it's not hurting your vo- vocals? 
in the re- that in the rehearsal room. That's why. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like I said, we've got lots of pent up shit. I guess that's uh-huh. why. That's loads of pent up shit came comes out that way. And and uh, I don't know. I just I do it the wrong way because when I do that kind of singing, I'm not doing it correctly. Obviously, <laughs> I'm not singing with. My- with my what you call your tummy or however yeah. you're supposed to sing diaphragm yeah i don't do it correctly it's like what's this called thing that's hanging the glove your throat <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah what is that thing the dangly thing at the back of your gut. uvula <laughs> is it the I uvula the thompson i think oh maybe i i just i don't know i mean if i haven't sung for a while like when we recorded johnny the first when i first five minutes it was like <laughs> tickle a little bit but then i got into it that was fine you know but wow. it, no we played live with stab and i never got hoarse or anything the thing is when i sing like that it's actually in level lower than a normal singing voice you wouldn't think so would you oh wow yeah so i remember when we were playing with stab we, we played with dead moon in, in berlin and that and we did a few gigs there's always problem for getting my voice up you know okay they had to compete and it's the same kind of you know it's same as an electric guitar isn't it right yeah that's true so it is low it's what i do is i kind of whisper i i use a few voices at the same time that's the thing and one of them is a whispery one so it's isn't that right yeah, yeah. if you take the last song i've done like you really listen to with uh, john Boy, but without you yes you hear two voices kind of singing the same time Throat singing dingy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so yeah. <laughs> I think that's the technical term. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all about technical. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So 
What are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Before you skip over this ad, give me one minute. Like most podcasts, I pick sponsors carefully and I use the products that advertise here. Pure Spectrum CBD is a product that has been really beneficial for me. They have a wide variety of great products that can be used on a daily or as needed basis. I've been using the tincture every day and it's been wonderful for easing anxiety. And I absolutely love the isolate. I use it instead of acetaminophen or ibuprofen and it's worked so well for the relief of aches and pains. They also have soaks, lotions, salves, gummies, and more, plus an entire line for fitness recovery. They even have products for your pets. See everything they offer at PureSpectrumCBD.com. And if you have questions, they're there to help. They helped me when I had no idea where to start. After you fill your cart, use code PERFORMANCEANX for 15% off your purchase. Pure Spectrum CBD, Pure Spectrum CBD, Pure Spectrum CBD. How did you end up in STAB in the first place if you weren't really singing or playing instruments? Oh, but I always wanted to do it, do a, like a, grand, a heavy band. And then um, a friend of mine, I've been in Australia for a couple of years. I came home and then I lived with a, my sister's friend as a flatmate. And he had a brother that played instruments, Ted, who I formed STAB with. And then we just started the band, you know. Does it actually stand for stronger than Aunt Bertha's breath? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Do, yeah, I don't know why. I was on a lot of pop and things those days, and it was, I don't know why I chose that name. I mean, Jesus Christ. And then we just did Stab. And yeah, we were signing on Music for Nations for a few months, and we made a little bit of a buzz, but yeah. that's funny. And then we quit. I liked what I heard. I mean, vicious, vicious, vicious. Your, your vocals in that are amazing. title track as it may be that is an incredible song i love that song It's it's the one that starts a little bass heavy in the beginning. Oh yeah, as it might be. Yeah, yeah. it's I love. It. I 
wanted to hear a song so badly because it just sounded like it was is in a is in a compilation. In a compilation, the best recordings are on compilation actually because the one the the album we did with Music for Nations we went it was too dry and we weren't happy with that but we got a couple of songs on some movie compilations and they are actually the best one. Yeah, it's called Molten something or other. Mol- yes, Molten Universe. Molt- and it just pulled up as you said a Molten Universe volume two. So that I. I let's see. That just sounds like a really cool... I mean, there's some awesome bands at Dozer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Pawn Shop, Sunride, Demon Cleaner, uh, uh, Damn Dodge, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Anybody who names themselves after a Caius song is just... That's okay for me, <laughs> by me. But you yeah. did a song called Night Load, and Night Load, I've yeah. got all these visions in my head about the band Stab doing a song called Night Load, I'm, and I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I'm so, I know where it uh, is. Nowhere we found. <laughs> I'd have to. I have to buy the compilation, and it's fifteen dollars on Discogs. Oh my! <laughs> you know, if you want, I can gift you because uh, we we did what do you call it? Ten inch. Yeah. With I got ten inch, and I think I got see whatever you can just you can have if you want. Oh my! Fun. That would be amazing. Yeah, these these vine, ten, ten inch finally one find anywhere oh my is it 10 yeah i can't remember what songs but anyway yeah i've got like a bunch like that that would be incredible yeah oh my gosh all right so so back to back to the show here uh now with step you were were you writing the vocals were you writing the music too or uh i wrote all the uh, vocals and ted uh wrote all the music but then i started playing guitar and then i started writing songs too so I can't remember which songs I wrote, but I'm sure I can pull I it up on Discogs. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. You were writing early on, then, yeah. from the be- from the beginning of your real actual musical career. Yeah, I start. Yeah, because I'm okay. I'm if I'm gonna sing, I have to write. I can't, you know. Well, that makes sense. I just can't do it any other way. It's really difficult to take someone else's lyrics. I can't. No, especially I can't. if it's not already a song that's that's out there, like. The, like yeah. the covers that Cripple Black Phoenix does are amazing, but that's yeah, a little no. different. Yeah, yeah. But I can't, let's say, if Ted and Kamas said, here's the lyrics, no, thank you. I, it has to come from a bit. So what precipitated the end of Stab and the beginning of Killing Mood? Killing Mood? <laughs> <laughs> I like Killing, Killing Mood. Oh my God, another name, I don't know why. Anyway. No, we were t- we were just tired of it, you know. I think we, it was just time to end it, you know. There was a bit of a gap between the two. Were you still doing any music at that time, or did you just no, put it aside? No, did nothing, and then I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just do my own thing. And I did, then I did Killing Mood, and I put that together, and then, yeah. I really enjoyed it? Killing Mood, and I know Justin did. Yeah, that's how he, he found me, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, Isn't that weird? So did you ever play <laughs> did you ever play live as Killing Mood or did, was that just a studio practice? I just did once. Oh yeah. Somewhere. Because I, I even then it was um it's just now like 20 years later that I'm getting comfortable on stage. Oh really? With yeah, yeah. I mean if you look at Cripple 5 years ago I didn't move. <laughs> and now I'm like over the place, <laughs> aren't I? At yeah, my yeah. age now I'm loosening up, you know. We yeah. played too. 
we played two shows as Say the Land. You remember if we, we oh did this God. other thing? Yeah. And that's yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I've seen a huge difference in Belinda. Yeah, and she was she was great in the first place, but she has really come out of a shell recently. Oh, more recent. Coming so, out of my shell at fifty-one. Yeah, but anyway, the, the Say the Land yeah. shows were definitely before that, and. You know, I, I personally, I, I don't even think about it or anything. Even cripple, I stood still. But like, yeah, I mean, but before it was like be, before with the end of the song or before the end of the set, she'd be she'd be gone. Oh wow! <laughs> she'd just like did see sing her words and <laughs> she's off stage. Yeah, I hate, I yeah. hate it. Be just so that was. That was <laughs> oh, it feels. My part's no. done. I'm out. See you. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. You still do that a bit. Sometimes. Yeah, I run off <laughs> as soon as I anyway, can. Yeah. yeah, but it's getting better. I don't miss that. You know, and it's more and and because uh, with Cripple the gang is more fun gang now. Got Joel who he moves around, so you know it's better. Feels most better. Better vibes. Yeah, but yeah, never too late to blossom, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I, I kind of I will say I actually I liked Killing Mood a lot. Oh, I found it on. I couldn't find it on YouTube, but I did find it on Spotify. And oh, yeah. it's, it's weird because I've, I, every account I have on everything is free because I'm broke constantly. <laughs> so I have to pay attention when I'm listening to it because it'll suddenly change to a completely different artist and I have to wait. So, oh, right, yeah. But I'm trying to pull it up right now because I neglected to uh, write down any of the songs here. But I did enjoy... The album, I I got a chance to listen to almost all of it, I think, before it decided to start playing other people. So it was uh, Devil's Robe was one of my favorites. That's what it was. Devil's Robe. Bye. I mean, these are great tracks, and it was very different from Stab. Yes, yes, yes. So was was that something that you were consciously doing? Just you know, I, I did. I wanted to do this completely, something completely different. Yeah, because I wanted it. The uh, it was more music with the music because I thought more in the, of the music, and I wanted a banjo here, and I wanted that still to be piano, and I wanted the you know so. Because I I compose the songs, so so that was and and it's just something I felt like doing. And of course, it would help with others. I mean, I couldn't play play the piano then, so they just took it from guitar over to piano and all the other guys. But yeah, I composed it myself, so that I got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a really cool at points Americana, almost Western vibe yeah. on some songs. It's great. Oh, it reminds me uh, a bit of some some of the bands that I love, like uh, Sixteen Horsepower, Woven Hand. Right. So oh. it's it really fits in that that wheelhouse, which I I love that type of alt country, doom yeah. folk kind of stuff. So yeah, 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 yeah I did too. And that's what, as we mentioned earlier, introduced you to to Justin. So Justin, how did you find Killing Mood? How did you find? Don't mention was, his name. But. I was given a I was given a promo, but I was working at Plastic Head. 
the record company. Okay. So I had a, and I used to get hundreds and hundreds of promos handed to me all the time, <laughs> and pretty much hated nearly all of them. <laughs> and but Billy Moon thing came along, and yeah, it was just because I'd already been sort of cutting my teeth a little bit, like you said, on sixteen horsepower and stuff. And that's, right. Really, I love that stuff as well. So when I heard the Killer Mood album, it was like, yeah, this is this is really really nice. And then of course Belinda's voice, you know, yeah. it's like, I mean, it's just great anyway. But it was different as well. It's one of those voices that stays with you. Yeah, it really is. And how did you decide that you wanted to start working with her? Because uh, she she first shows up with some, I believe, uh, backing vocals on Mankind the Crafty Ape, the uh, yeah. Cripple Black Phoenix album. Is that around the same time as Killing Mood? I'm trying to remember uh, my dates here. That was after, I think Killing Mood was 2009, you packed that in something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, I, I wanted to break, I was sick it, of the music. I mean, the uh, Killing Mood album was way before that. It okay. Was, it was, it was early 2000s, I think. But wasn't it? What Have We Got to Lose, the first thing No, no, it's no, quite the oh, right. No, it was, no, I, it was, so we'd had little bits of female backing vocals on the CBP albums before and it's something I always wanted to do and like doing but never had the right voice if you see what I mean mm-hmm. yeah. I think the early CBP albums there's a lot of that going on it was like the right idea but not not done properly because it didn't have the right instruments and tools and production and everything that's so amazing that you say that because I love those albums and for you like that ah, they're not the right people I'm like wow I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from anyone. That's not, it's not like there weren't the right people. There, there was, what it was is I don't feel I ex, as the kind of, you know, I didn't feel like I, I executed them to what I would like to have done. Okay, I can understand. But, but it's nice that other people like it, of course. But anyway. You always that, backtrack, don't you, when you do something? Should have, could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I... Don't get me wrong. I do stand by everything I've done. You know what I mean. I, I wouldn't change anything for the world. I, I'd re-record them, but I wouldn't change them the existing ones. <laughs> anyway, going. But um, so when Craft Jake come along and we were and we were going to Chapel Studios and we had the we had the ability, we had the money, we had the production value and all that. I wanted to do the right kind of female voice on it. So that's when I asked a mutual friend. To see, like, get in contact with Belinda, and I just, I just asked. I said, "Would you consider coming doing a little bit of vocals on the album?" And she just said, "Yeah," to my surprise. <laughs> so uh, that was it. And then, of course, it, we instantly hit it off. Had loads in common, and uh, there you go. And that was I, the beginning of it. it. It took him a lot of convincing to get me up on stage. Mm. Uh, Didn't you? Because doing merch and he was like come up come up come up but that took a really long time yeah i mean i always regard belinda as being in cbp from crafty eight okay because that's she came along and she was part of the family but 
at first she did some album bits and started doing more and more, but she never wanted to get on stage. Ah, and then okay. Then she was living in the UK for a while, and then there was a tour. It was like, come on the tour. And she said, she'd come on the tour, but only if she's doing something. Yeah, I don't you know, want to she, she, she didn't want to freeload. She wanted to be, so he's like, okay, come and sell the merch. And then eventually there was, well, you're, you're selling the merch, just jump on stage, do this one song. Oh, okay, we'll do that. And then, and, and then it, yeah, it snowballs. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I could definitely see the progression as I go through the discography and, and listening to the albums and seeing yeah. the credits. You know, I think on Crafty Ape, you're on a couple of songs and then each album you're going from the background vocals to a couple songs where you're lead and then all the way up in, in, to, you know, Banefire where it's mostly you, which yeah. I think it's, and I was, I was going to say this a little later on in the podcast, but what I think, uh, what, I'll say it now. I really <laughs> like the way that, that you're progressing and, and that you're taking, I think, Cripple Black Phoenix into areas that I never would have thought of when I started listening to the band back in the I Vigilante era. So I think it's, it's, you've had an incredible influence on the band and you're helping the band to progress in unexpected ways. And I love it. <laughs> we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. So, so obviously it went well, you know, your first, uh, your first appearance with the band, because, you know, we're still, we're talking to you now, what, 10, 12 years later. But you also, you guys also started a, a project on your own to start, say, like you mentioned, say Yeah. How did that come about? What was it in between uh, CBP albums and you wanted to just work together some more or was there any, anything more than that? Or was it, was it something else? What was it? I don't know. We just wanted to do go a little bit somewhere. I think we, yeah, I think we wanted to do more than what we were allowing ourselves to do with CBP because okay. the CBP thing, right? I mean, it was a different, you know, I hadn't developed into what it is now. Right. So if it, CBP was was like it is now back then, we wouldn't have felt the need to do, say, the line, I don't think, because we, we kind of channel it all into CBP now. Right. And I think this, so the line, especially the second one, is a little bit more gothic, yeah. you know. And that, then after that, I would kind of seeped in a little bit to Cripple Black Phoenix. A little bit of the yeah. gothiness, if you see what I mean. If you can see the, the change there a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. See, that, that's where Belinda and myself, that's where we kind of, the, the, the sort of the, the instant realization was that's where we met, was goth and the grunge and sort of that kind of music. That's where we met. That's where we kind of came together. We kind together. of intersected, yeah. yeah. So that say the land was like, let's make music that makes sense. That's, that's our common commonality. Okay. You know what I mean? But doing the Sederland taught me to, she was already always telling me to write shorter songs and I can't, I can't <laughs> write short songs. It's not, I'm like, no, that is too long. It sounds too much like triple focus, you know. Mm. It's not easy, but he's a genius. He can write bloody anything. But it, so it was a little bit of a, of a struggle, but, you know, to keep them apart, but. You did finally. Yeah, no, it's, she, well, it's because of Belinda. She kind of kicked me up the ass. So I, so the two didn't merge too much. And it was good. It was really a healthy thing to do. I love the Sadeline albums. Like, I really, really, really like them. But, you know, 
I love how that say the land influences now in CBP because now I think it really is a perfect perfect mix. It's you know because now, now it feel everything feels more a lot more natural. I like you said I do definitely hear more of a Cedalon in infusion maybe in in Crippled Black Phoenix. And yeah, yeah. so you mentioned that you guys only played with a Cedalon uh, live a couple of times. Was that Two times. Was that bef- uh, with the first album or after after the second album or in between? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, because it was only, you know, the two of us, we had to put a band together for that. And, you know, it was really good. It was really nice, nice people, good, like good friends and everything that we did it with. Yeah. But it, we weren't, a, we weren't ever a band. No, no. So the live thing was never really going to work for us. And we, you know, we kind of dipped our toe in and it was like, really, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, we just, it just, it didn't feel quite right. I don't think, not for me anyway. It was, the, the albums are great. The oh, albums sure. were great. And I'm sure, I'm sure if we'd let a live band develop, then the live would be great as well. But that said, the land really feels like, if anything, like, Anyone who asks about Giant Boyle, we say it's not a side project, you know. Mm-hmm. But Cedalan always felt a little bit like a side project. Yeah. Oh, I think okay. It did, but it's so fun. I, I mean, I there's so much great music out there that you, I, I'd love to sing opera. I'd love to do a really dark country country album. You know, there's so much. Why just stick to one? You don't have to stick to one. Thing. Exactly. Oh. And that's what, one of the things I liked about Cedalan was that both albums, while it's obvious that it's you guys, they're totally different from each other. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the first one was a lot more, like, sort of folky, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like, there was a little bit of, you know, old country in there or whatever, you know, it was more acoustic. <laughs> The second one was like, yeah, it was just coffee. <laughs> definitely yeah, more like total. It was a goth, goth pop album. That it was a but, Bluebird. I love Bluebird. Oh, Bluebird, yeah. yes. Actually, I would, I'd love to play a couple of the Cedarland songs in the CBP set, Ooh. especially Bluebird, actually. Bluebird, I would love to play live. I think that is my favorite track from either album. I love that yeah. song. Yeah. I, think I think it's mine, too. I, I think I'm with you on that as well. I like Shadowfell, which is a real, like, is a fun. lot more grungy. But yeah. I like Bluebird. Bluebirds. Bluebird's the one. Yeah, that, that was definitely the song on that album, definitely. All right, then it's settled. Bluebird in the next CBP set list. Yeah. 
That's the deal. All right. (laughs) Well, as your uh, influence, your presence, maybe presence in CBP grows, the songs get more and more amazing. And I remember the first song that I heard that really just blew me away and I had to listen to it over and over and over again was when I was preparing for Justin's show because to be fair, I hadn't listened to Cripple Black Phoenix in a, in a little while before having Justin on. So I went back and I started listening again and lost, just oh. completely grabbed my brain and just <laughs> stayed in there. And I had to listen to it over and over. I, honest to God, the first day that I started researching and, and I heard the song, I must have listened to it 10 times. Wow. <laughs> just going back over and because it just got stuck in my head. I'm like, this song is incredible. And instead of going in and researching more and listening to other Cripple Black Phoenix songs, I'm like, all right, going back to that one. As long as you didn't watch the video nine times, that would have destroyed you. <laughs> yeah, <if it> <laughs> Fortun- oh, God, yeah. Fortunately, I was at work and I had to keep the video part off. So, yeah. but I did see it. So, which was it, it's actually a very moving video. So, yeah. I'm glad I didn't watch it ten times. Otherwise, I probably would have gone into a very deep depression. Yes, <laughs> but but that that album, Ellen Get. I'm, I don't know. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Ellen Get. Ellen Geist. Geist. Yes. Ellen Geist. Ellen Geist. Oh, okay, thank you. That's really where I see Belinda coming into her own in the band. And I believe that, that one, it's Belinda as the constant and then a lot of yeah. guest vocals, right? Yeah. Okay. There's a couple tracks there that are, are absolute standouts to me. And Lost is definitely my top on that. But the Vic Chestnut song you guys do, uh, Everything I Say. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh-huh. That I is love a, but the contrast in vocals on In the Night, that... Oh, with Christian Garcia. Yes, yes, I wasn't prepared for that because I wasn't familiar with him. And then that came out, I'm like, oh, this is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like this. We like creepy. We like creepy. I'm glad you picked that. Yeah, me really too. Good. time are you are you getting a little more comfortable on stage when when cbp goes out live in, in the ellen geist era or are you still just kind of like oh much still? better now oh god yeah i mean we just played you mean like playing live or do you yeah. mean in well, the back well back back when you were playing uh ellen geist live was that were oh, you yeah. still pretty uncomfortable on stage and, and yes it only loosened up the last tour that was so, the guys, was it? The yeah, last, well, last that was, year. But that was weird. So 
before because we've had lockdown and everything, so we we didn't play for a little while. Right, right. So apart from the tour last year, the last time we toured before that was before lockdown. It was 2019, and we were playing Great Escape. We did. We hadn't done Alan Geist. Oh wow! Okay. So I mean, you talk about Belinda being comes on stage. She was she was great then, no. but the big the big change I think came. But you were the first tour. We you. did. We did a one off show in Leipzig. And that's the first time we played any of any of the new songs, Ellen Geist. And I, did we do a tour? You were, and yeah, and then we did the tour last year, and it was only the tour last year where she really the changed. last five gigs of that tour. That's when it went. <laughs> that's when I, started, you know, with witches, I was buses, I was you know moving yeah. and dancing and jumping up and down. I mean, I don't know what happened, but the last five gigs, that's when it loosened up. Yeah. So when Cripple Black Phoenix wins on tour at, or, or maybe even tours is a bad choice of words at this point, because you just explained about that, but are you the, the main vocalist live? Because I know, like we said, Ellen guest, there was a bunch of guest vocals and Great Escape, there's some other vocals as well. Are you, are you the main vocalist at that time? Oh, oh but then if we, we, we did, for example, Cry of Love and Joel did Cry of Love instead of Ryan, right, and I do Susie's part. We always try, try to, okay. you know, like kind of do it a little bit so it's not only I don't want to be singing all the time, and Joel doesn't <laughs> want to be. I'm either. We just it, it's just like if we do old cripple songs, Joel does the male vocals, and yeah, but then it depends on the song actually yeah. because yeah. there's we we've played old cripple Black Phoenix songs. So long. Say for instance, Human Nature. There's one oh, called yeah. Human Nature dictates the downfall of humans. Yeah. Yes. I did that which was a male singer originally, but Belinda took it over and just made it a complete, so much better song. Oh, anyway. wow. so, so then when we, so now when we do old songs, it's just who would suit the song first and then who wants to do it, Belinda or Joel. And then oh. we, and then it, whatever's best for the song and whatever's yeah. they're more comfortable. So we, we're both, we're both lead singers and maybe at a gig, maybe Joel has, one or two songs more than me, and another one maybe I have one two more than him. Yeah. You know, it depends on if you know what songs. If you have to think about album and which ones we played a thousand times and not, you know, yeah. it's, it's more, you know. But yeah, it's not like it's not like <laughs> Joel has six lead songs and I have one or the other way around. But then mm. there's songs with two of us, so you know. Like, and it doesn't matter if it's originally on, recorded as a male or female vocal. You guys can, you guys are comfortable switching it up. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. We just awesome. We do whatever we like. Yeah. I love it. I wanted to ask a little bit about the song writing, and we'll, we'll, I guess, uh, I guess, Banefire is the best way to get into that because it's the l- most recent Cripple Black Phoenix album, and there's so much going on there. I know Justin writes the majority of the music, if not all of the music. Yeah, um, the lyrically, are you writing? Have you always written your lyrics for Cripple Black Phoenix? And I know a lot of the albums have themes to them. Are are you given the theme that doesn't say, hey, I would like it to be about this? Or are you developing the theme or is it collaborative? I know I've just given you a ton of options there, but <laughs> maybe it's a little bit of everything. I, well, it's a bit different for Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to answer? <laughs> so it, I would imagine it, it varies, right? I mean, like, which is yes. a... She writes, 
she writes what she sings, she writes, right. which is the same for anyone. But in the past, or with other people, I dictate the themes. But I shouldn't really say this out in public, but the thing is... It's, it's not because we're boyfriend no. and girlfriend. It's no, because no. We, do, we do think alike. Okay. We are we are the same page. I mean, we already spoke about Saderland, Johnny the Boy as well. You know, we, we're on the same page, so it makes no sense for me to tell her what I do. And I said okay. from day one, from day one, is I I write what I want to write about. Yeah. I okay. can't do it any other way. And uh, yes, there's been a few, few um, what's it called? Song titles, but even those, I'm like, yeah, which is in bus, but then there's a few on there that I mm-hmm. I came up because it feels right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just belched into my microphone. I'm sorry. Excuse oh, me. don't worry. That was my damn into- coffee. <laughs> so, so the, the the latest album, and this the latest album was. was, was <laughs> Banefire to me was, was such a cool album, and I remember the first time Justin gave me a sneak peek of it. But what was really wild to me was that it was all one track. The first time he sent it to me, the entire yeah. thing, it was one file. And I was like, wow, yeah. this is intense. <laughs> and I didn't know any of the song titles. So that's oh. that's how I, I'm still struggling with song titles because I'm used to listening to it as a whole. And uh, oh. But I've discovered in going back and, and listening to it, because a lot of times I'll listen to things while I'm driving or while I'm at work. And I can't sit, I can't sit there and look at what, the song title is while I'm working. I think they, they kind of crack down on phone usage. At yeah. work. And <laughs> it, you probably shouldn't be doing that while you're driving. So I, I've discovered the names of the songs that I, that I absolutely fell in love with on, on Bane fire. And it's Bonefire is the first, everything's beautiful, but us, but the one that has kind of jumped up, it's, it's in a pitched battle for my favorite CBP song with lost is down the rabbit hole. song it goes so many places and it your your vocals are absolutely just lush and, and beautiful and they go so many different ways it's it's a fascinating song it's is there a theme going through songs do you have a theme in mind when you're writing these songs and it's just in helping it giving you an idea with the music are you hearing the music first to help with the lyrics because i can't imagine it's easy to write lyrics for a 10 minute song I want to hear. I want to hear the music because the music is what, of course, brings out what what you have in there hidden or what needs to come out. Of course, I listen right. to the music. I'm personal. I mean, it's happened, but I do want to hear the. I want to have the music. You know, it's inspirational right. for you. Exactly. I can't write like this really pressing lyrics and put it on a, a happy go. <laughs> Well, I mean, of course, I need to listen to the music because music. When I write lyrics, it's a lot. It's I. 
I write, I visualize. It's like in a movie. I, I see movie scenes. It's uh, movies visualize. I guess th- a better way to ask that then is, um, are you writing lyrics? Are you writing constantly without music? I mean, are you just writing notes down and, and when you have an idea or are you waiting for the music to, to inspire you? I'm like with, with books. Uh, it can go a long time without and then I can read five books in two days. That's that's how I am with lyrics too. I'm not a person. Okay. I think, first of all, because this is going to sound weird, but they say writing is the best way to work with your problems or trauma or depression or whatever. Right, yeah. In one way, I'm scared to because I don't want to open up. <laughs> I don't want to put, I think I even got, I don't know which song I got that. I don't want to, which song is, I think it's the Lund song. No, it's a cripple song. I don't want to let the floodgates in. Do you remember that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, if, if I write, I'm, which is it? But it's not, uh, there's a, it touches, it's a little bit like, I'm okay, but just not all right. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, that's but it's like, I like new, neurotic and keeping the windows closed and yeah, if, if, keeping it all in, you know? Yeah. If I, if I write, I'm scared of writing one way because I don't want to open the floodgates. That <laughs> so I'm not a person like, no, okay. I just do when I want to. And, and actually, I am a person, I, I could be there like two seconds in recording. I'm like, oh my God, you know, and finish it off. <laughs> That's me. So I love yeah. that though. That is awesome. You know, you get the, uh, I, I tend to work better with deadlines myself and uh, oh. it's a uh, constant theme on this podcast is that having a deadline makes you more creative. It does, but very for the cost of your, your, your nerves yeah. and everything. Like um, very true. I, I'm good at deadlines, but I get it done, but it's super stress, super stressful, but I never, I'm never done in time. Mostly. Johnny the Boy was pretty good, actually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to get into that, so let's let's do that. Because when Justin sent me Banefire, <laughs> listening to it from front to back, the very last song was a little jarring. <laughs> was Which it? one? Cool. Oh no! Regrets. No regrets. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't yeah. prepared for that. <laughs> Justin said nothing and sent it to me, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> It doesn't, yeah, it's very much not in the vein of Cripple Black Phoenix. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, is this the new direction for the band? And then I think I may have asked you about it, and then that, or maybe it was in the podcast, and you'd met, we'd talked about World War. And at some point, it, it kind of clicked that, okay, that must be what he was talking about. Cause I don't know that you'd told me the name at that point. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I can't remember what way around it was, but yeah. So, how did the idea for Johnny the Boy come out? I mean, was it just a way to to play different music? 
well, this is this is who we were earlier than and all you know going way back. It's kind of where we've come from, really. Right, with like Iron think, Monkey and yeah, or uh, you know, remind- metallic primate, whatever whatever we need to call it right now. <laughs> I think I think we got reminded. It really came out when we had this rehearsal before yeah. a tour many yonders ago. Yeah, and then we played around. Anyone just picked up an instrument, and I did my old school necro vocals. That's when we we're like, okay, we need to do this for real. And that was when it was World War still at that point, right? Yeah, we just we needed a name, some not not yeah. me, no. realistic, realistic, <laughs> and we knew it wouldn't be the forever name, but we needed one yeah. for that. We made a demo. We made it, yeah, and then um, and then it was a bitch to find a, a band name because everything was taken. <laughs> no, everything. Kidding. You could open a poetry book and go, oh, there, and mix it with that from the encyclopedia, whatever it's called. Taken. You know, everything's taken. It, like you said, some dude with two followers on Facebook taken. You check Facebook first if a band is band name is taken. Oh yeah, and then. Johnny the boy. I mean, yeah. it doesn't fit really, but everyone's <laughs> but, like, it, but that's what I love about it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We, we ended up loving it because of that. Yeah. A lot of people are passing on it. We've we've been told they like what the you know in the metal world, Johnny the boy. No, but then someone's told them something, or they oh I'll give it a shot. Anyone like wow oh so yeah. the name has has put some people off. But well, that's the best way. Get back to it, yeah. We wanted, kind of name, really. we wanted a name that didn't scream what kind of music it was. Exactly. The, the opposite of that. Did you guys take the name from the Mad Max film? Yeah. Oh, nice. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah, Johnny the Boy of the character. I, I, I got asked before about it, and I can't remember why. I can't remember why. I, I wrote it in the list of uh, ideas for the band name. And then I kept looking at it, and I liked it more, I liked it more, I liked it more. And then I mentioned it when we had our kind of bi-weekly kind of uh, we, well, we should really talk about the band name kind of conversation. <laughs> I, br- I brought it up in one of them thinking I'm going to be laughed at. And no, like the one that I love the most, Belinda loved the most, like with everything we do. Right. <laughs> and I felt the connection as an Aussie. I'm an Aussie, you know, Mad Max. Right. And it was a movie I watched at a drive-in when I was in Australia when I was eight or nine. Wow. I loved Max, you know, Ooh. Mm. so I felt the connection there. So I just felt right. Mm. The tell Yeah, and then it's just serendipity. It's just, it's just, it starts to make more sense after we give the band name. It's you know, we'd call it Johnny the Boy. Everything starts to kind of make sense, you know. So personnel-wise, how is it different from Cripple Black Phoenix? Um, well, it's not really <laughs> because, because um, well, Johnny the Boy is. You know, it, Matt, who's our he's our live bass player. Okay, TBP. He's in Johnny. He's, he's the bass. Well, he's yeah, he's. A, but then we are playing playing to play live. You see, so and you're um, doing drums and guitar on the recording, right, Justin? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so so when you I'd live, like to stop, but it's like pretty, <laughs> pretty basic by now. Yeah, getting, getting yeah it's. I have to say it was it was supposed to be basic. Anyway, carry on. So when you, you've mentioned that you're going to be hoping to play this live, are you going to be uh, behind the drums or behind the guitar? Probably guitar. Okay. I know that I, you know. Maybe uh, need a young guy behind the drums. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Younger. I, I think, 
yeah, I hate to admit it because I am a drummer first. Yeah. You know, it's the thing I really love the most. But I have to admit my limitations now. But I want you on guitar because he, he's, you know, he's a, the composer and he does, it's you in those riffs. So I'd, I'd rather have him on. Guitar. And she can be next to you on stage. It's a little easier to be next to the guitar player than the drummer. Kicking me up the ass yeah. and then giving me the. You know what she does? She walks up to me like, especially when she has a tambourine and see me pee. And she's doing like this. And she goes in my ear. She's it's just like. It's a cowbell. Yeah. It's just like. Uh, you know, you know, like Will Ferrell. You know, when yeah. it's like, like this. She, she does that to me. <laughs> nah, but anyway, no. It, I, I think we, I think we, we'd feel more comfortable if, yeah. if, if I'm playing guitar. Yeah. Is it easier to write Johnny the Boy songs and Cripple Black Phoenix songs because they sound a little more straightforward, less instrumentation and arrangements? You know, there's there aren't pianos in it, there aren't there's no brass. You know, there isn't a, a big chorus. No, I don't maybe know. a little I bit think, harder actually. I think it might be the other way a little bit. Wow, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, because because of that reason, because it is but more it's more exposed. It's it's. Sim more simple okay. so it's like um i think yeah just because i don't want it i don't want it to get you know i want it to be a bit of neanderthal you know i want it to right, right you know riffs that feel like you're going to battle or something you know yeah oh for, i get yeah i mean well that that comes through for sure yeah <laughs> but i hadn't done it for so long you know i mean yeah i mean it's it, it comes i'd say it all comes fairly naturally but it's I have to definitely have to think more doing Johnny the Boy. With Cripple Black Phoenix, I don't think about it. I just do uh, it. Oh, wow. Johnny the Boy, I have to think a bit more, you know, because it's keeping in. Well, because I'm in your ear, like, yeah. in your ear, like, don't sound too much like Cripple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's going to there's gonna be a crossover yeah, with, with anything we do. There's yeah. going to be the crossover. Like, without you is a little bit Cripple, yeah. but the vocals are different. So right. And your vocals, yeah. like, like you mentioned before, to me, there's like three different styles of Belinda vocals, which I yeah. love. There's the the clean, like you do on on Lost and a lot of Cripple Black Phoenix stuff. There's the Necro stuff, like you know, um, he moves, which uh, yeah. that's one of my favorites yeah. on that, that album. Then witchy, well, I'm going to call it witchy, with on yeah. like without you, yeah, and which is yeah. somewhere in between the clean and the necro, and it, that that yeah. I think that's the one that that scares me the most, just because it <laughs> sounds like a like like I'm watching a horror movie or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great.
cool. That's the yeah. <laughs> that's the one that that gets me the most is the the, the witchy styles. Yeah, yeah. But he moves. I love the sludginess huh? of that song. Huh? That's one of my top. That and and without you are my two favorites on the album. But when I first saw it and I saw the uh, the track listing, there was the very first song. I had I actually kind of chuckled a little bit because die already. Like the worst New York serial killer ever. Like he just cannot kill somebody. Like die already. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm picturing it in a New York accent. Like freaking die already. Freaking die already. Yeah, that's why I'm telling these dictators. Really got fuck, just fucking die and live alone. Yeah, yeah. So the album is just awesome. Are you guys planning on taking this on the road as Johnny the Boy? Or I mean, would this I be something that would this be something that you guys could do, like Johnny the Boy opening for Cripple Black Phoenix and get paid twice? I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't want to pull double no, jinx. No, no, no. <laughs> we need a support band for some other yeah. little bigger band. It will be much easier, I think, obviously, to get our road five people. Easy to put us in that, like, we're not purely metal, but, you know, it's easier for us, I think. It will be easier to get out. We just okay. need a booking agency. I think the whole thing about this, doing Johnny the Boy is it's gonna, it's more enjoyable, I think. It's a lot easier to, to do it, you know, right. the, like, logistically, because CBP can be a bit of a nightmare with all that. Yeah. The expensiveness of it all and the logistics is it's a nightmare. Yeah, well, so now we've got people. Boys, so, I mean, why, you know, of course we're gonna, of course we're gonna go and do it for the right reasons, enjoy it. Like, let's yeah. reconnect with why, like with, but with Belinda, with Stab, you know, and you know, with Die Monkey, or whatever. Like, let's reconnect with that when we used to do it because we just enjoyed doing it. And we wanted to get all this energy out. Yeah, you know, we're in our fifties, but so what? You know, it's yeah. like we still got the same energy. We're still Man, twenty. You know, I know. I just turned fifty a couple of weeks ago, so I, I'm right there with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're doing this kind of music, first album, 51. I mean, why not? That's pretty cool, isn't it? I think it's we're awesome. Not, we're 51 and we can still do it. You can still drum. I can do my neck bro pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. I think, you know, just I just got to say, you know, that it's, it's amazing what she did on the Johnny Boy album. You know, she says oh. the neck bro. Really good. I think she tears shreds off most extreme metal vocalists, not just women. I'm talking about everybody. So, just a tiny little story. We're just gonna do like we're gonna do a, a new version of one of my old band songs. Oh, cool! And I would no, I would never consider doing right because that's the sort of place I would never go back to. Right, out of respect, you leave it alone. But now I'm going to because Belinda is the only person that's come along with. That natural venom and that the spite, spitefulness. 
but now we can do it justice. So now wow. we can do it, but I wouldn't do it with anyone else. Definitely not. I would smoke up her ass. That's genuine. hundred percent. That's how I feel. That's incredible. Oh, I, I'm dying to hear that, that now. Yeah, me too. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just choosing the song now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys did something just amazing for me. And I wanted to thank yeah. you while I have you both on. Oh, final yeah. tap cover. I love spider. Well, this <laughs> it should see the light of day before too long. So, yeah. So here's what happened, and you guys were one of the first to to give me the songs. Was so when I hadn't heard from Justin in a while, I thought maybe you were mad at me because it hadn't come out yet. So no, 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 I'm just a bit shit to communicate. <laughs> so you guys posted the video of the toilet, and I thought that was hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and you sent it you sent it to me and I had to wait for everybody else. I think you guys were like the second or third band to to submit the song. And so I had to wait for like nine or ten more tracks because there's there's eleven tracks on the soundtrack. Uh, I have twelve because they, they do one extra song in the movie that's not on the soundtrack, and somebody decided they wanted to do that. So then <laughs> when I got everything then I reached out to Team Cancer America because that's who the, all the money is going to go to. And oh, they, cool. yeah, and, and they wanted to do a couple of tracks. They've got uh, artists that they work with because I had a meeting with them and they're like, well, if we can contribute something, that would be great. So they've got this thing called the Play It Back Players and it's teens and young adults who've been affected by cancer. And they oh, help cool. them, yeah, they help them produce and release their own music. So, oh, yeah, they have a whole musical director who, that's all he does. And his name's yeah. Kenley, and he's just amazing. And they also work with a lot of artists to help promote, obviously. And so we discussed two songs, and The Majesty of Rock is going to be done by uh. teens and young adults who uh, have been affected by cancer. And it's going to be kind of like a, um, apparently... Like, from what I just got the email yesterday, a medieval folk meets oh. we are the world kind of vocals. Oh. <laughs> so that That's I should so have fun. that in a matter of days. Cool. I reached out to Spinal Tap to let them know that this is coming in this yeah. out, coming out the pipe because I didn't want any legal issues. And their yeah. management reached out to me and said, All right, we need to talk. So I had a meeting with oh. them. They're 100% sold on this oh. thing. Oh once, once I get thing, once I get the majesty of rock, they're going to go ahead and, and send it to the three guys in the band and let them oh, listen wow. to it and then see what their level of involvement is going to be. So yeah. wow. it could be as little awesome. as allowing me to use their logo. It could be as big as they're writing a sequel. It could be yeah. as much as they actually work something from the, the, the teen cancer America thing, like into the movie. So it could run the gamut. So who knows? But I have a feeling because it's for this great cause. I think they're going to, these guys are going to step up. I think so. I hope so. But I wanted to thank you guys so much for, for donating a, a track. And, you know, this, I know the studio time isn't cheap and, and it, your time isn't cheap. So it means the world when, when a band, especially the stature of Cripple Black Phoenix helps. Uh me out it was with just a little project Aww. first of all my little podcast but my uh, just this little project that that i started uh a year and a half ago an hour at this point so yeah
Thank uh, you guys so much. Happy to happy to do it. Yeah, and it's for great cause. So that's yeah. well. I hope you guys can eventually make it over to the U.S. at some point, either with Johnny the Boy or Cripple Black Phoenix, because I'm dying to see Cripple Black Phoenix live or Johnny the Boy. Yeah. I don't care. And I'm going to bring my camera. <laughs> I'm going to shoot the hell out of the show. And I may even follow you around for a few days and shoot a few shows. Oh, that'd be cool. So what is the best way for people to pick up the Johnny, the boy album, follow you guys for tour dates? (laughs) 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 Well, it is, uh, where is it? It, it, I think it's on season Miss bank camp. It's, I think you can, you just have to Google it and you can find it. Yeah. From the label direct is always the best, but I mean, I'm sure it's available from it's, record yeah. stores and distros and stuff. Yeah, the season of Miss in, in mm. America. So, yeah, I mean, if you can find Cripple White Phoenix stuff, you can find Johnny the Boy because it's the same label. We've only got one album. Is yeah. there a, a unique social media presence for Johnny the Boy or is it all under the Cripple Black Phoenix umbrella? No, 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 no. Johnny the Boy on Instagram and we've got Johnny the Boy Facebook. Oh, We're perfect. not the best social media we as getting you can there, tell man. but you know we're, we're, we're trying me too Old, oldies are trying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know that feeling <laughs> yeah. if you google johnny the boy instagram you'll, you'll think it's the first coming up and same with facebook but yeah if you but if you google google it you're just going to get loads of uh pictures of mad max right yeah. But, yeah. i did that boy, uh, yeah. yeah i noticed actually there's a johnny the boy the band hashtag oh really facebook and we we didn't make that one up. Someone oh, wow. else did it. So oh. somebody's hashtagged us and put Johnny the Boy the band. Somebody so, likes you guys. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, some things. It's a weird one actually. It's been it's been received it, it weird weird. Well, not weird because of course we're proud of what we do, but um, right. probably better than what we yeah. thought. <laughs> it's, it feels wrong saying that because it sounds like you kind of doubted yourself, and we don't, but. Um, we just didn't know what to expect. I think we expected nothing and everything is a bonus. So now we're getting the bonus, which is really nice. That's kind of the way I approach everything too. (laughs) Are you focusing more on Johnny the Boy right now or are you working on any Cripple Black Phoenix music? At the moment, moment, yeah, right now. It's Cripple Black Phoenix 20 years next year. 20 years, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, So right now I've already recorded... I've recorded four new CBP songs. I've recorded six or seven. You know, can you remember the horrific on horrifics, the cover version? Oh yeah. EP. Belinda's on there. So yeah, of course. second one of that so oh. i've done another six or seven cover versions wow um i think you'll you'll be digging them but they're, they're, they're good oh so wow. you're, are you are you a, are you a, um a built to spill fan yes so, right you're, you're gonna love it <laughs> i love the swans cover you did on the last one 
Oh, no, no, yes, of course, ones, yeah. Yeah, and... So, those, and then the crazy thing we're doing is... Um, oh, and the, the Johnny, the sneak of the Johnny the Boy song in there Oh, wait, well. you know what? Another song um, we have to tell them that we're doing, and you're going to go, what? Laura Brannigan. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Self-control? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Doing a self yeah. That's so I mean, fun. Yeah, I, I mean, love that song. Oh my god, it's so dark. I grew up on that song. My dad bought yeah. that album when it came out and I listened to it yeah. constantly. So we're doing that. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait to hear yeah. that. I mean, it was already a dark pop song, but it's kind of it took a turn for the darker. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that was that. Hundred percent. Belinda's idea that was she was just like we're doing this song and and I was I mean obviously I'd heard it back in the day but yeah. you know and then took another listen to it and it was just like oh, oh yes I really want to have a bite of this I just love the riff and everything I'm gonna have to freak my dad out and play him your version oh, he loved that out he loved that well guys thank you all so much for for all your time Johnny it's, the yeah, boy. Cripple Black Phoenix, there's new music coming out. This um, There's a lot to look forward to here from, from the two of you. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. Uh, and I hope, you know, I felt like a bit of a gooseberry because you wanted to speak to Belinda. No, but it's good. I need a comfort blanket. I'm not too are intertwined. Yeah. <laughs> I can't separate good. you. No. <laughs> I don't want to. So I'm, I'm just thrilled to have you on as well. So and it's, it's good to talk to you again. It's been a while. Yeah, well, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.